Dear listeners, you may have noticed that this episode started a little bit abruptly uh, with the sound of the last five minutes being cut out. Uh, that's because... We cut the last five minutes We cut out. the last five minutes out because it was basically <laughs> me just driveling on about drivel. So with that in mind, uh, I apologise for the jump cut. I'm not sure whether it counts as a jump cut at the beginning, but you might have heard a bit of like that, a bit of a thing. It depends how well I clip it. It does. Anyway, was there something you wanted to say? Yeah, hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to Frithcast. Hello. Welcome to the Frithcast podcast. The Frithcast, this is, we are here to cast pod. Really? I don't know. Frith. Better. We are here to cast Frith. I can do that. Well, yeah. kind of. I'm getting the hang of it now after 20-odd episodes yeah. of doing this kind of thing. They say it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in something. We are so doomed. <laughs> <laughs> we are so doomed. Don't worry, world of podcasting, we're coming for you. Yeah, it just might take us a while. <laughs> we're just going to rev the engine and hold tight, Min, we're going three miles an hour. <laughs> oh, we'll all be men in our beds. <laughs> Oh, put the brake on, Min. It doesn't suit me, Henry. <laughs> Where is it? It's in a brown paper parcel under my seat. Twenty summer. Twenty two. Twenty two, I think. <clears throat> Welcome to Frithcast episode twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two. Two little ducks. Two. No. Can't be twenty two. Two little ducks. Is it not twenty three? I want two little ducks. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you can have two little ducks, dear. Thank you. Episode twenty two, it is then. Okay. <laughs> We'll have that. listeners, this might be episode 22B. I'm not entirely sure. Until Two dogs and a bee. <laughs> this is getting worse. Okay, calm. Big deep breath. This Thank is the you. menagerie episode. Serious face. Serious? Are we doing serious? Well, okay. I'm possibly doing serious. <laughs> it's not working very Hang well. Hang on, more coffee. More coffee. That's not a way to do serious. I need coffee. If I'm going to be serious, I have to... I have to... Solidify myself. No, I don't mean that. No. Consolidate myself? Possibly. No. I have to... Caffeinate? Caffeinate myself, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be... There's the B again. B. 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 Big blue wobbly thing that mermaids live in. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 20... Something. A Frithcast. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Kate, and I'm not. Okay. I'm... I am, as, as always, the... Celebrated druidy thing! Yay, passing, passing, passing druid with a cup of coffee and relatively little knowledge of heathenism. <laughs> It'll be all good. 
It'll be all good. So, last episode, we had a chat about the gods of the waves. Hmm. And we talked about Aegir, and we talked about Ran, and we talked a bit about Njord. And I upset Calypso. Possibly. We might have redefined our wee spot, downgraded accidentally. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Let's not do that. So, we said that this episode we'd look at an additional story time, because I quite like doing a wee bit of the myths and legends that we've got. Mm. We've got a whole lot to choose from. Absolutely. There is a particular one that's connected with Njord, so I thought it would be a good run-on from the last episode to this one Okay. to talk about him getting married. And it's not what you'd call a typical marriage. So we're going for a maritime matrimonial theme. I can't believe you've just said that without actually tripping over your tongue. Yes, we are. What I can't believe is that I didn't think to say, so we're going for a matrimonial maritime motif. (sighs) Okay. I'm packing up and going home. I'm leaving the rest of this episode. (laughs) She's got way more clue of what she's doing than I have. Coffee. Yay, coffee. So I thought we could have a bit of a telling of a story that I know as Can the Mountains Love the Sea? The marriage of Njord to Skadi. This story has got love in it, but in a whole different kind of way. How then shall I know, my love? Are we two embers flung from the same fire? Two raindrops that slide together, merging as one? Are we as a seed in the earth, dormant until soil, water and light join us together and we can grow? Or are we the summer breeze and the winter winds, the same but so different? How do we overcome our differences and how do we love? As a binary star circling in the deep of space, lighting all around it, how then can I know my love? Is it by their eyes searching the stars? Is it by their hands that offer to hold me all the days of my life? Is it by their laugh, their words of kindness? Or is it by their feet? <laughs> in the halls of Asgard, the gods were celebrating. Eden and her golden apples had been returned safely. The Jotun Thazi was dead. There sat Thor laughing aloud. Frey and Freya sat in their seats. Frigga, Asgard's queen, Vidar, Njord next to him. The Allfather sat over all, celebrating loudly with the rest. High in the mountains, a woman waited. Here, there was no celebration. No feast, no merrymaking. Skadi had waited three days for her father, Tharzi, to return. She knew in her heart she would never see him. She also knew that the gods had had a hand in his doom. She grew cold with anger, then icy with fury. She donned mail, a helmet, and chose the finest of her father's weapons, a silver steel sword, an ash-shafted spear, a circular shield inlaid with hawks. She took her skis and she set off down the mountain for Asgard. At the halls of Asgard, Heimdall saw all. He saw the nine realms, the stars, and every inch of deep space. He saw the clouds, the herds, the forests, the mountains, and he saw one very angry giantess skiing down the mountain towards Asgard, (laughs) her face furious. 
When Skadi arrived at Asgard, she found the gods waiting to greet her. She took off her skis, held her weapons tight and stalked through the gathered crowd of high ones into the hall of the Allfather himself. Standing before the high seat, she banged her spear butt on the ground loudly once, twice, three times and stood proud. Odin Allfather spoke. Greetings, Skadi, daughter of Tharzi. Welcome to my halls. You've come a long way down the mountain to see us. What do you want? The giantess scowled and said, I want restitution. My father is murdered. The whole hall went quiet. Name your terms, said the Lord of Asgard. You must have thought on them on your long journey down, and we do not want a long-lasting feud with you or your house. Three things in full I want from you all, the giantess crackled with icy fury and her eyes glittered. I want a husband from among your number. I want my father to see me wed. At this there was a quiet intake of breath from those gathered, mm. for Skadi's father Tharzi is dead. And, said the far-sighted one, that's only two. What's your third? Since my father's murder, my heart has been ice. I have felt no joy, no warmth or comradeship since. For my third, I want to laugh. You want to laugh? The master of trickery spoke up. I do. I am too far in grief. It will be the hardest task of all three. I do not easily laugh. All the high ones turned to their leader for his answer. The sly one whispered in his ear, and the highest smiled at Skadi. As payment for the murder of your father, I will grant what you ask, with one condition. Name it. You shall choose a husband from those unmarried here present, but the course of love is often a crooked one. You shall not choose your new husband by his face, but by his feet. His feet? His feet? <laughs> How shall I know he is the one that I want? Skarthy looked longingly at Baldur, bright one. Love shows us things that are hidden. Here I show you things normally hidden for you to seek love. The mountain giantess considered this. How hard can it be? I accept your terms. The old father stood and clapped his hands sharply. Prepare for the choosing and a wedding to follow. Asgard celebrates a marriage tonight. And so all was made ready. A wedding feast was prepared. Entertainers called. Those gods to be chosen from were bid to take off their boots and nail-bound socks, and roll up their trousers, and stand in a line behind a cloth so that Skadi could choose from their feet alone. <laughs> Just imagining those feet. The ice giantess turned to see a row of men's feet awaiting her, and the Allfather looking on. Choose, daughter of Tharzi, and I will witness your marriage here and now. She looked hard at the feet in front of her. The first three pairs as she walked down the line were dirty, hairy and smelly. Then came a pair of feet so clean 
They almost gleamed in the dull hall. Scarthy looked at those feet and felt that they could only belong to Baldur the Bright, the Shining One. Her heart leapt. Here was a husband that could melt her grief and warm her heart. Him, Scarthy pointed her heart hammering. I choose him. Your decision is final. Scarthy glanced down the line, but none were as clean as the feet she pointed to. It is. Then the choice is made. We celebrate. Dancers, musicians, scalds, come entertain us. The All-Father stood, arms wide. Remove the cloth. I will bless this marriage personally. The cloth was lifted high, and Scarthy found herself face to face with her new husband. Not Balder as she wished, but Njord, Lord of the Seafarers and the Sea Harvests. He smelled of salt. His eyes were clear blue and his weathered face kindly enough, but Scarthy felt her fury rise again. I was tricked. The cleanest feet should be Baldur's. You could have chosen Loki, the old father replied. You have your husband as our agreement. There are still two more of my terms. I may have my husband, but my father must see me wed, and I would laugh on my wedding day. You are right. And the All-Father reached into his cloak and drew out his hand. He threw high, and Scarthy saw two streaks burn the sky before settling into the firmament as two new stars. Your father's eyes, said the All-Father. Your father will see you on your wedding day and watch over you for all the days to come for as long as the world's last. So, giantess, mountain lady, you have your husband and your father sees you. All that remains is your laughter. Loki, lord of tricks, entertain our lady guest on her wedding day. The trickster stepped forward, a sly grin on his face, and a thin string in one hand and a goat in the other. <coughs> He walked to the middle of the room. The high ones formed a circle to give him space. Loki turned to face Scarthy and Njord. You ever travelled to the markets, he began, and had a struggle to carry all you wanted to take. Here I was, arms full, and I had to find a way of taking this goat too. Now goats, as you know, lady, have their own mind and would wonder if not tethered. But, he held a finger up to emphasise, what to tether it to? A goat's beard is sensitive, and once you have it, you can lead him anywhere you want him to go. And so he tied one end of the thong around the goat's beard. And with my arms full, I did the only thing I could think of. I tethered the goat to my own... pole. <laughs> to take him to the market. And he looped the other end of the thong around, and holding his hands as if full for the market, he stepped backwards with a... Come on, goat, time for market. A few titters came from the audience, but Scarthy did not break a smile. The thong pulled tight between them and Loki squeaked at the strain. Come, goat, it's market time. But the goat did not want to go and started backing away. Loki squeaked louder and the goat bleated in protest. Soon it was a tug of war between the goat and the Lord of Mischief. Bah! went the goat. Ah! went the Lord of Mischief. <laughs> bah! Ah! <laughs> bah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Harder each pulled the other until the crowd roared with laughter at the sight. As Loki's face turned red, 
and tears poured down its cheeks in pain, Scarby began to smile and then chuckle and then laugh. Great belly laughs that echoed loudly up into the rafters. Just when she thought she could laugh no more, the thong snapped and Loki and the goat both flew backwards from each other. The goat recovered first, bounding from the hall, and Loki lay groaning, curled up around his bruised sensitivity. <laughs> now you have laughed, Lady of the Mountains. We can get on with the celebrating! The Allfather's voice boomed out, and the gods set to eating and drinking and bestowing their blessings on Skardi and Njord. The next morning, the couple had to decide where they would live. Njord offered his clifftop hall, Njortun. Skardi offered her father's hall in Thrymheim, high in the mountains. Neither was sure about the other, and so they set to walking to Skardi's home, high up in the mountains. They walked, and they hiked, and they climbed, and the higher into the snowy lands they went, the happier Skardi became. At her halls they were well received, and the following morning Skardi asked her husband, Did you sleep well? Not a moment, he said. The winds and the wolves howled and I could not sleep for a minute. Very well, said Skarvi. We shall try your halls. And so they set off. They climbed and they hiked and they walked back down the mountains to the valley lands. And from there Njord led them to the coast and his clifftop halls of Nuatun. At his halls they were well received and in the morning he asked his bride, Did you sleep? Not a moment, she said. The waves and the gulls cried and crashed and I could not sleep. And they looked at one another. As neither can stay in the other's halls, perhaps we could stay in both, Neil said. And so they came to a compromise, which suited neither fully, but gave each a little time in their own halls. For nine days and nights they stayed at Nortun and then walked and hiked and climbed into the mountains for nine days and nights at Thrymheim. And this worked for a while. Both came to realise that they wanted more time in their own halls. And so they came to an agreement. They would remain married, but live apart. Njord at Nortun with the gulls, the fishermen, the crashing waves and the shipbuilders and Skardi at Thrymheim high in the mountains with the blowing snow, the ice, the wolves hunting and howling in the dark. And so the two lived apart, seeing each other at the annual festivals in the Allfather's halls, and they were both content with that. How then shall I know, my love? Are we two embers flung from the same fire, two raindrops that slide together merging as one? Are we as a seed in the earth, dormant until soil, water and light join us together and we can grow? Or are we summer breeze and winter winds, the same but so different? How do we overcome our differences and find love? As a binary star circling around the deep space, lighting all around it, how then can I know my love? Is it by their eyes, searching the stars? it by their hands that offer to hold me all the days of my life? Is it by their laugh or their words of kindness? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love this story. That's a good story. Yeah. It's a cracky I love this one. I think it's a bit fab. It offers hope, I think. Yeah. 
Well, it says it's it's okay to find another way round. Mm. To find a way that suits all the parties. You have everybody has their own ways. Yeah, ways yeah. and means. And the things that are important to you are the things that are important to you. Mm. And it's okay to come to arrangements and compromises and things that can accommodate at least as best you can. Yes. Without being able to live in the mountains and the sea at the same time permanently. Yes. I mean, they did try, but they found that it wasn't an arrangement that suited either Mm. of them well. Mm. So they found another way. And I think that's what I love about this. Yeah. So that's about it for this episode. Cool. You're going to have to wait a few more before we do another story time. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. We can... So if you'd like to find us online, mm-hmm. I'm Suzanne. You can find me on Facebook as Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Twitter. And for, if for any reason you'd like to find me, um, the easiest way to do so would be to go to my sorry excuse for a website at theglassrain.net. Uh, and you will find all my social media accounts and things linked from there. So, you can drop us a comment, drop us a friend request. It's all good. And we will talk to you all next time. See you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.